The Late Morning Program with Nam Ras Podcast. Hare Krishna, you are listening to the number one Hare Krishna podcast in the world, the late morning program. I am so deeply honored to have His Holiness Sachinandan Swami joining me here. Maharaj, thank you so much for joining me. It is a great pleasure and uh, to be with a famous podcast and I will try my best to say something which is uplifting to all of uh, us. Thank you so much, Maharaj. Uh, I, throughout the years, I've always seen you as someone who has such so much to offer in the uh, subject of spiritual transformation and sadhana and japa and chanting and kirtan. So I really am so honored and, and our viewers are also very thankful, I'm, I'm sure. Maharaj, please, let's start off with uh, perhaps maybe, you know, maybe not everyone knows how you came in contact with devotees. So let's start there. Please tell us how you uh, came in contact with the Krishna Consciousness Movement. Thank you very much. This is a good introduction. Through the TV, I uh, uh, was a very, very, I appreciated very much modern music at that time, rock and roll. And um, one of my heroes had uh, died and uh, the TV was all about the goodbye a uh, program for him. He was a member, I don't know if the young people know the, this band still, the <laughs> Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones, and, right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was a very sad and sobering uh, uh, program. I still remember this hard-wrenching scene where the swimming pool in which he had drowned was shown with his two dogs sitting around the swimming pool and crying that the master had been had died and uh, so the next uh, let us say band on the uh, show uh, was an exciting new band managed by george harrison the radha krishna temple album wow. of uh, london and they sang the famous Hare krishna uh, uh, kirtan with, with the gong at the end and I don't know what happened to me I was very sad but after I had heard it heard the mantra two things were there I felt intuitively in my heart that this person this rock star had not really died but he had just moved on life is eternal i i somehow felt that and derived great consolation from it and uh, after this i uh, was hoping to meet devotees and um, i could i was very fortunate i uh, uh, could meet devotees as they were chanting in front of the department store it was part of their let us say, promotion tour. They had come from England to play in famous German clubs. And uh, when they had time, they did Harinam Sankatan. So I met them and uh, I must have been around 16 years at that time or, or 15 even. 
And uh, I again stood before them, totally mesmerized by the mantra, by the song. And at the end, uh, I asked them to write the mantra down for me. Ah. <laughs> and then, then as a young boy, I would just sing. I had a little group. They were called the Strangers. <laughs> <laughs> and we would sometimes before concerts and rehearsals sing just the song, uh, the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. And if you ask me, how did you come into this? I think by the mercy of the holy names. Wow. Wonderful. Wonderful. So Maharaj, the uh, topic of spiritual transformation, I know uh, you mentioned that it's a, it's a topic that's very dear to your heart. Could you please kind of, first of all, explain what it is and why do you feel it's, why do you, why are you so interested in that topic and explain, explaining that to devotees? Yeah. See, many people believe many things. Many people, especially in the religious field, are even prepared to quarrel with others for their beliefs. Christians against uh, Muslims and so on. Uh, but uh, I really feel uh, all this belief is not relevant when one does not really change the heart or purify the heart. Mm, there's a famous uh, German scientist, Karl Friedrich von Weizsäcker, who said, I don't ask any longer people what they believe. I look at how they perceive the world mm. and how they act. Mm, and I believe uh, very strongly that Vaishnavism uh, must uh, bring the transformation or change of the heart about. And I thought you would ask me this question, uh, why I think it is so important uh, that there is a transformation of the heart. And uh, I found something in the Bhagavatam about this. Prabhupada, he says, the whole process of spiritual culture is aimed at changing the heart and a little later, he says, it is expected by all means <laughs> that by discharging devotional service one, or regulated devotional service, one must manifest the change of heart. If there is no such change, the heart must be considered steel-framed, for it is not melted even when there is chanting of the holy name of the Lord. He writes this uh, at a, as a purpose to the Bhagavatam, the second canto, that part where sadhana or spiritual practice is described. And in that uh, verse, famous verse, it says, Tat Ashma Sharam Hridayam Bhatedam. It says, certainly that heart is steel-framed, which in spite of one's chanting <laughs> the holy name of the Lord with concentration, does not change. Uh, <laughs> so, so, yes, I always have um, thought mm, that something must happen in my heart. Uh, uh, to conclude this, uh, I had a crisis 
maybe 25 years ago, I saw that not much had changed. Yes, the frisura, the hairstyle had changed. <laughs> yes, uh, I was dressing no longer in my old cloth, but in this. And yes, my, my lingo had, uh, had changed. I didn't say, hello, hello, hello. I said, hurry, bull. <laughs> but my heart had not really uh, changed. I had I've seen that there were still there were attachments to, to just be liked by others and to, 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 to be praised. I saw very, very um, discouraging uh, uh, attachments of the small mind. <laughs> and uh, then I th said, stop, I have not... Uh, joined the Hare Krishna movement because I had no group or I needed association. I, I, in the beginning, I joined despite the Hare Krishna movement <laughs> because it was so difficult for me to fit. Uh, I was coming from a different cultural background and everything. So um, I had joined because there was a promise, the promise of Srila Prabhupada that by uh, chanting uh, the holy names, I would purify my heart and I would move step by step forward to meet the Supreme Personality of Godhead face to face. He, he says it like this in, in a uh, Panda program in, in, in uh, Mumbai. But I was miles, light years away. So I thought, okay, <laughs> It seems to not work for me. Maybe I should go into an, another spiritual process. Uh, but let me, before I do this, um, give it one more try. Let me find out what is Prabhupada's uh, way, how the change of heart can happen. And let me study his books, his example, his statements. And I arrived for the second time <laughs> at wow. the door of the holy name. <laughs> wow. This time, however, I had already some background. I had read the Shastras and I mm, gave it a, a, a try. I thought this must work for me. And I started to go in the month of Kartik to mm, uh, the sacred land of Vrindavan. And just for one month, dedicate myself to, to chant from morning to later in the evening. And yeah, and I feel here I am. I have not changed anything. Wow. I, I have uh, seen yet a great fulfillment in the heart and many, many gifts of the holy name. Thank you. Uh, Maharaj, you were mentioning 25 years ago, you had that, you know, kind of that crisis. So, how did you know that you weren't transformed? Like, obviously, there was some transformation on your part in the sense of you had, you had, uh, you know, advanced in Krishna consciousness. So what's a real transformation versus like transformation on the surface level? Yes. You ask such wonderful questions, Namrasa. <laughs> it is such a nice, uh, so nice, so intelligent, so to the point, wonderful. Uh, yes, uh, what uh, real transformation 
is something quite serious. It starts with at least having a sense of a spiritual identity. Like we say, I'm not the body, I'm a soul. It's, it's a sense. We may not yet know um, uh, details about our spiritual identity, but we have that sense, ah, Adam is more than the body. Then it brings different thoughts uh, with it, a real transformation. Then it brings about different activities. The transformation, the inner transformation sinks deeper and deeper. It brings about new dreams. And finally, it brings about a new life. I would like to give you a, a little story where our listeners will certainly laugh Please. about a superficial transformation as opposed to real transformation. There was once a, a simple uh, washerman who somehow understood that I can make more money when I'm a sadhu. <laughs> People will give me donations. I don't have to work so hard. So he uh, sat down and meditated. Oh, he pretended to meditate. He closed his eyes like this. <laughs> and people would offer fruits, vegetables, sometimes uh, a few rupees uh, to him. And he, uh, he really saw it worked. <laughs> so once it so happened that his beloved team partner, uh, the donkey, uh, died. It was his natural time. And as a result, this Dobi, this washerman, went into a prolonged meditation. Finally, uh, 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 an assistant announced, in uh, four days, Guru Maharaj will end his meditation. Everyone come around because what a sadhu says after his um, long meditation is particularly profound and enters the heart very deeply. So, so he was there meditating. Then he started to cry. Everyone thought, very good. He's really in ecstasy. Uh, then he opened his eyes and he wailed out, Oh, my donkey was the best donkey and he had to die. <laughs> you know, everyone thought, oh, no, he's just still a doby. He has a good, nice haircut. He has a, a good dress. He even sits without moving. <laughs> but inside he thinks of donkeys and of, of all these things. Real transformation, everyone is not so easy. It is not so cheap. And the best way to understand it is by going to a shloka of Hari Bhakti Vilas, which um, I would just like to share with you. Uh, see, we here in Europe um, know, have famous alchemists. What they did is they were... Uh, that's at least the legend, they took mm, lead or any other 
uh, cheap metal and applied a certain uh, process by which they contacted the prima materia, the, the original um, uh, material energy, and used that so that um, uh, their lead would turn into gold. They were highly looked after by royalty because of this alchemical transformation. But many historians say they tried to do it and maybe a few were successful, but because it's so difficult to do that, it's mostly a story. May it be as it is, but let us look what is would be necessary to make to turn lead into gold. Namrasa, you would have to take what is called in physics the strong force. That is the force which holds molecules and atoms together so that you have the structures, the molecular structures, which ultimately bring out the structures which we see with our physical eyes. It's a very strong binding force. It is really, really difficult to, to split this. You need nuclear forces really to do that. So to affect a transfer, a change, a total change, ooh, it's not such a cheap thing. And the Hari Bhakti Vilas is explaining how it could be possible. I will save you from the Sanskrit. Let's go right into the English. As bell metal, when mixed with mercury, can be transformed into gold. So, okay, so you have to take bell metal and somehow mix mercury in an alchemical process. It's not just putting it together. You need to akakadabra and do something <laughs> with it. Um, as this, uh, so as bell metal, when mixed with mercury, can be transformed into gold, a person, even though not yet pure, can be transformed into a twice born Brahmana simply by the process of initiation. Uh, my dear everyone, uh, let us ma- mark this. It is said not by initiation, it's the process of initiation. It's an ongoing process, which in the old time mm, meant mm, instructions on the Urdvapundra, the path which leads upwards. Tapa, we have it in Krishna consciousness. We have the tapasya of the four regulative principles. Uh, mantra, uh, Nam, the holy name then the Gayati Mantra, Mantra, and Yagya uh, 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 offering. And so someone enters the school, so to say, of the trans- of the, the process. <laughs> and as he is in the school, his heart will change. That's at least expected when he does everything right. And he will see, wow, I feel compassion. Where I was envious, I feel real joy when someone advances. Where I was attached to enjoy something, I think 
how could it be used in Krishna's pleasure, for Krishna's pleasure? And he really thinks, oh my God, I have changed. I have really changed. And um, to conclude this, I'm, am I too long-winded or can I no. talk? No, 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 please, please. I'll interrupt no. you, Maharaj, if, if yes. I need to. Please, 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 please. Mm. This year, I've, I'm happy to announce I celebrated my 50th birthday. Wow. What I mean with this is I'm trying to serve Srila Prabhupada since 50 years. Wow. Uh, I'm much older. I'm, I'm a scandal. I'm so old. Um, <laughs> 68, I believe, or 67. Wow, something. 68. Amazing. Yeah. You don't look at it. You don't act like it oh, either. Yeah, you, yeah, you can see. <laughs> <laughs> there are three letters which Yamaraj writes you. Uh, one is gray hair. Then the teeth start to... Wiggle in the mouth, <laughs> and there is a, 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 and bad smell from the mouth. Um, you know, so <laughs> these are the three letters. Pay attention. You're you're coming close to the final examination. So so the, because this was fifty years in in the attempt to do useful service, the devotees had been so kind to make a photo gallery. And it showed photos of these 50 years. Uh, it ended under a tree in Brindavan, banyan tree, where I was just uh, uh, absorbed in chanting the holy name. I don't even know how anyone found me uh, and, and made the photo. Anyway, and it showed me on the stage uh, chanting with 33,000 people doing the, our Goranga Bhajan group concerts and when we went to Russia and the Eastern Bloc after the, you know, Glasnost and Pestaroika. Anyways, it, it showed uh, the life and, and the, 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 the fortunate opportunities for service. Uh, but there was one photo which I thought, what does this do there? It was the starting photo. It showed mm, Jaigora, and uh, now he's Bhakti Vaibhava Maharaj, and that time he was Avinash Chantra. And then there was someone with long hair, dressed in uh, jeans, and uh, you couldn't see his face because the hair was before. And he was standing there like a karate fighter within that uh, Harinam group. And... Uh, Maybe because I was so excited to see that photo gallery, I, I somehow I didn't recognize. I thought, who's that young person there? <laughs> he doesn't seem to fit. He he seems to be so foolish and so angry, you know. <laughs> and then the devotee said, said "That's you." <laughs> and, and and I looked twice. And yes, then I remember that was my style. I was dressed like like the black clothes and you know and all this. And uh, at that time, I I I cried. Usually Germans don't cry in the public. Um, that is not acceptable. 
uh, and uh, I'm still a little bit shy to cry and I mean I, I don't do it uh, but here I had to cry and I had to run in the corner and uh, wait until the wave of emotion was somehow calm because I could see that there was a change something had changed something had transformed from that young and angry rebel to that person who was sitting under the banyan tree in Brindavan and absorbing himself in the holy name. And I, I was so grateful to Srila Prabhupada who had started me in this process, who had given me the sacred initiation and the process of devotional service, who had put me, so to say, in the washing machine <laughs> and, or the transformation machine. And I was just so overwhelmed with gratitude because it was not because of me. It was, yeah, I will say it the second time, despite of me uh, that mm. it had worked. Wow. It seems, Maharaj, that there's a certain first transformation when someone comes in contact with Krishna consciousness, like a real dramatic one, so to say, like in the way you were saying about your, you know, you had a different look and everything. But then another transformation comes later on, it seems, when that one sort of, for lack of a better term, wears off. Is the so is um does that look the same for everyone or is it kind of a by case by case thing? Wonderful point you raise. Yes, there are at least two transformations, almost like in the, the butterfly analogy. It first is, and you know, there are a few stages. Sure. In its pup pup. I think it's called. Right. Then, yes. First is yes. You you change your behavior really, and uh, and you feel. Uh, I don't know. Were you born also in Krishna consciousness, Namrasa? Uh, my father became a devotee a month after after I was born. Wow, that is that is like that. See, our generation had a had a total different education and environment and so on. And yes, it's almost a catharsis uh, thing which happened, a catharsis inside. I, I remember I threw away my school books. I mean, I was also glad because it was very boring for me in the school. But uh, And I, I, I said to everyone, I don't need this any longer. And I become a, a, a monk. And I was so exhilarated, so Absolutely. I, I was so uncritical towards devotees. I thought everyone is, a, is an angel descended from the spiritual world <laughs> and so on. And, and uh, was really, uh, devotees tell me, they, they, you were so enthusiastic, you didn't even sleep. You were so, so, everything had changed really. But then when I thought I had left the world, I began to understand, no, the world has, had not left me. <laughs> it was sticking. Uh, and then uh, one had to look anew. In the Chaitanya Charitamrita, this is a little bit addressed. In a pastime of uh, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, where he 
takes all his devotees together and they go into this temple which is uh, not occupied for an entire year and is therefore very dusty and unclean. It's the Gunvicha Mandir. And then they cleanse it twice. First, the straw and the big dirt, so to say, is taken away. But then they need to take the water and wash the finer dirt, the, the dust, which is all pervading and puri, um, and the sand. And uh, only when they cleanse it a second time, then mm, the temple is so clean that um, Lord Jagannath can be placed on the altar. Uh, so this is an anal this has a deeply analogical uh, dimension. This this uh, cleaning of the temple, we must twice clean our life. First, we do a few, change a few habits and change ourselves like this. But then the finer things have to uh, be cleansed, which is uh, you know Mahaprabhu speaks about this in the. Matya Lila, I think it's as far as I remember the 20th chapter, he says uh, it must be uh, the desires for profit, profit. I want to win, what's in for me here, you know, <laughs> you must learn to be selfless. Um, then you know, the de desire for profit, um, uh, that we had already distinction and adoration, Yes, you're no longer after so many clicks on your Facebook. You are, are thinking, oh, who cares? I mean, for service, maybe like, like <laughs> when you have a podcast, you want the whole world to listen to it and uh, to spread the good news of these subjects which you want, but not for, it's for service. And, right. and uh, what is a diplomatic behavior? You say one thing. Uh, to, to reach your end mm, and in, uh, and so many unacceptable things which you still are attached to but which you keep uh, away from the public eye um, and while you pretend to be a big devotee. So these are the most subtle things. They have to do with purification of the mind, of the most subtle uh, layers of our personality, our Buddhi, our consciousness, our all of this. So yes, twice. And I think that we who are on the spiritual path should uh, keep these two uh, cleansing uh, processes in mind. We should not give up that, uh, okay, I have done so much, I've tried so much, I have done, uh, uh, and, and, and then Oh, the world has come back to me and has, has uh, again mesmerized me. What to do? Maybe the process doesn't work. No, we should now see what are the obstacles which are now there, which I need to address at this moment. What, which anatas are there? Maybe I commit some apparatus in my life uh, knowingly and we should then take care of the more subtle things, which all have to do with the false ego, you know, and its endless needs, its endless hunger. Uh, so 
And then, but when we are facing this, the altar of the heart is clean and then the Lord can appear there. And that is the fulfillment of each uh, uh, devotional life. Wow. What do you think are ways to create favorable circumstances of transformation? Because it seems that when we perform our spiritual activities, we get into kind of a routine of doing things as a, as a grahasta or someone, you know, not just grahastas, but I'm saying from my perspective, it's, uh, you know, we get into routine of our, you know, of our chanting, of our puja and our reading and associating with devotees, but we might not seem like that transformation is actually happening in a, in a, in a, in a impactful way because you're kind of just going through the motions of, doing your devo you're checking it off your 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 list every day because life just happens you know work and children and things like that I, for our listeners i'm sure many of us are family people and working people so what would you say how to create a favorable circumstance to facilitate transformation thank you very much um, please allow me to first say that this is crucial in the process of uh transformation to create favorable circumstances there was a time when i would go every year uh, to mumbai to take um, panchakama treatment you know the ayurvedic treatment and i had a very nice doctor uh, his name is dr naram he's still pra practicing mm, and he used to take on uh, patients uh, who, from a low income status. So there was this one boy which he treated uh, who came really from the slums of Mumbai. Uh, and uh, he told me that I'm trying to treat this boy since a half a year, but there is no improvement. There's only an... Um, uh, how do you say it? His symptoms worsen. Right. If I had any idea, I said, I'm not an Ayurvedic doctor and I have no Ayurvedic uh, idea, but why don't you ask him what he does, where he lives, uh, what is his environment? And and if, maybe it comes from there, the, the, the illness. So he... So he uh, next time I visited him, he said, Swamiji, you gave the right tip. Yeah, really? I said, yes. This boy was serving in a chemical factory, not serving, working in a chemical factory. He would jump into these huge pots with a line around his belly and he would swim in the pots as a human stir stir system you know when he would move his Gosh. legs and his arms he would stir up the chemical broth and in this way it got turned over and finally uh, after doing this for some time um, it would mix in the proper way and the right chemical solution was there <laughs> really he said yes only in india um, and uh, and and I said, so what did you say? I said, 
not even one millisecond you can continue doing this because the chemicals are absorbed through the pores of the body and go into your organs. No, it's not a, not a wonder that we can't cure you. You have to, we, we, I t take you out of this circumstance. And because he was, it was and is still very going very well his practice, he, 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 uh, either he engaged him in his Ayurvedic factory to, to, to make pills or something, or he gave money, I forgot, uh, to, to maintain him. But the idea was to take him out of that environment and mm. then only the, the medications could work. I think many of us uh, are not paying sufficiently uh, uh, attention to our environment. Am I in an environment that creates anxieties for me? Am I in an environment where I am with uh, in, in relationships that are just harmful for, for, for the two of us or the three of us or four of us and so on? Am I... You know, environment is really thing is really everything outside of your body and your mind. It can be um, food. You know, all this is external to you, and therefore, to create favorable environment is crucial. Now, you have uh, so so rel relevantly stated that most of us are in certain situations where we just have to go on uh, we have to earn for instance and there is really no better job or no alternative job available and so on then i would i always say create a sacred space which you visit as as much as it is practical like um, maybe in the morning for half an hour you have some spiritual practice where you chant where you read and you you are in a peaceful environment and you will see how this works on you, how it influences you. Or if, the mo if you should have to go early to work and it is not possible to spend the mm, morning in this, then do it in the evening. Uh, but create a nice a mental and physical environment for you, which you visit just for a little time. And then... Uh, this will be like uh, entering a spiritual perfume shop. <laughs> yes. Uh, in, in Persia, when you go in Tehran over the roads, you find these brilliant perfume shops. So I once went into the perfume shop to get this amazing rose flavor for our deity Shishirada Kanayalal. So I went there and when I came out, Everyone went, because I was smelling so extraordinary good from all these uh, uh, perfumes. So in the same way, everyone, I can only say, go into the perfume shop of spiritual practice, uh, you know, get your mind free. Uh, get the clouds of the mind, uh, and uh, uh, then you will see, everyone will see, my God, what did you do? Uh, 
Namrata, you look so effulgent. <laughs> uh, or, or someone, or any other comment like this will be there. Uh, just uh, absorbed uh, uh, a little, I call it a, a, a moment in eternity, or moments in eternity, which you spend in your spiritual practice. And maybe from time to time, go on pilgrimage, visit places that are sacred where you can be inspired. Right. So it seems that for, for devotees uh, to create a sacred space in the home is, is important and to visit those places and to gain inspiration from, from doing that and visiting also, uh, you know, holy places, which we can discuss later on. Um, it seems that in your transformation, you started with, you know, you said the holy name and then the second time also was the holy name. So what is the role of whole, of the holy name would say would you say in the uh, transformational process what is the what's the role of the holy name in that I think we all agree transformation is not a cheap thing uh, it is not something which you attain automatically by just entering a movement putting a tilak on your forehead right it requires some work inside, uh, some inner work. Uh, but ultimately, uh, that a holy name, or let us say that, sorry, my mind was just, uh, ultimately, you need a strength or a process which comes from outside. You call this Swarup City Bhakti. It's Bhakti, Bhakti activities which you do, which in themselves bear a certain Shakti, uh, and this Shakti begins to work on you. It's in other words, not by your own energy or abilities. It is by the uh, mercy of Bhakti Devi who becomes attentive to you when you perform these uh, typical activities which are in uh, this uh, type of bhakti. I'm speaking of sadhu sangha, um, uh, hearing the Bhagavatam, chanting the holy names, going to the holy places and worshipping the deities. These, let us say, activities bear in themselves this tremendous power. Uh, Jiva Goswami uh, mentions uh, in his Andavas a rat <laughs> which, which comes on the altar, which lives there on the altar, nothing extraordinary in India. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, the rat uh, is very hungry and sees on the altar, mm, a givik which is just in the process of being extinguished. So because it's so hungry, it thinks this whitish givik is a piece of cheese and eats, uh, not eats it, bites into it. And as it bites into it, the cotton or whatever the material is gets entangled with the tooth uh, uh, and and the light, which was just in the process of becoming extinguished, flares up again. <laughs> the red is now this 
burning Yivik uh, in its mouth. And in a wild attempt to extinguish the flames, he whirls around the head like this in circles towards the, and, 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 and does this towards the deity. Uh, now the red is an animal which is not very conscious. Uh, uh, he has a few things in its program, eating, sleeping, and a few things like this. But by performing this Swarup City Bhakti activity, this activity which has inherently Bhakti in it, uh, it, 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 it uh, how do you say, it uh, experiences the Shakti, the Bhakti Shakti, and it works on, on him so that he uh, obtains a four-handed form and goes back home, back to Godhead. You know, animals have a different route than human beings when they, <laughs> when they come in contact with Bhakti. So, yes, these, these activities have Shakti. And you know yourself. I got to know you as a wonderful Kirtan leader who who mesmerized a whole huge audience with a very melodious and, and uh, kirtans which had the right bhava, the right mood, Krishna conscious devotional mood. And uh, I do, re I, and, and you know, when, when all of a sudden, I say always the holy name comes, you know, and it's not just music any longer, but it's, it's Krishna in the atmosphere. Then something works on the heart of yourself and of the audience in, in a way that they, they they think, what was this? This was wonderful, and and you know I've we have just had a wonderful program in one Buddhistic center with a huge Buddha. It was, it, he, the Buddha was at least four meter fifty or five meters high, and we had a, a totally new people. There. They were all, you know, influencers. They could only come on invitations because here in Germany we still have COVID restrictions and you can only have 50 in a, in a place. And, and these were people who were totally new. They were, were writing, they were journalists, TV people, like, like this. And wow, Namrasa. They did not want to leave the, the hall when we were finished because they had felt the atmosphere and they knew anywhere outside this hall is not this bhakti-surcharged atmosphere. They were like cats, you know. Cats are not leaving the oven because there is a warm uh, uh, heat from the oven because they know if we leave, there's the winter outside and it will be very cold. So intuitively they stay. And these people also had felt uh, not heat, but another Shakti, the Bhakti Shakti. And intuitively they stayed. I always say a good program is when um, the people get up, but don't leave the hall. They start to talk about what they have heard, right. uh, what they have experienced. And, uh, you know, from Radhadesh Melos, uh, yes. devotees don't go to bed at the end of the kirtan. They stay <laughs> in, the in, the, in the community hall and just go talk, 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 yeah. talk. <laughs> yes. Um, it seems that 
after many years of Krishna consciousness, some we've seen so many devotees leave and just feel like if they were stuck and they just said, this is not really for me because they feel this kind of stuckness, you, you could say. For, for the rest of us who kind of have gone through this and who are still going through it, maybe we don't feel that, okay, we need to leave it fully and, and just kind of go back to material life, although some of us may. But I'm saying for those of us who do feel stuck in Krishna consciousness now, somehow there's a blockage. There's like a wall that we've hit. We don't feel inspired. We don't feel that same flame that we did in the beginning. How do we move out of that kind of um, block? You could say. I once met a second generation person. I will not give. I will not talk about the name. Who? Uh, it was at the beginning of this nice kirtan program in in Radhadesh, which goes over three days, I think. And he said to me exactly like this: "I'm, I'm stuck. I, this is my last." Uh, attempt to, 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 or he, I, I think he didn't even say it's my last attempt. I, he just said, I, I'm just here to meet old friends and dis, discuss with them um, what went on for them in their life. But I'm, I lost all, all enthusiasm. And uh, this person, I, I somehow said, well, why don't you give it one attempt? You have chanted, but have you chanted with absorption? You have chanted before, but have you chanted as a service for Krishna, purposefully glorifying Krishna? I said, you need, in my eyes, you need to uh, upgrade your pra practice to fill this inner fulfillment which you are looking for, which you are hankering for. And it's very simple. It's very simple. When, when you say to these devotees, chant more, read more, they go, oh, no, 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 mm. that will not work. I, tr I tried all this. Yeah. I always say, chant with absorption. You know, try to 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 just switch off the mind like it is done in med in any meditation, including kirtan meditations or japa meditations, and just let the holy name work. Another thing is, uh, uh, most probably they are not engaged according to their capacity. They have not yet found a good engagement, and I have seen. If one can find an engagement for these um, people who feel a little disappointed in their spiritual life, that suits their nature, then they can dig their teeth into this and, and find something they can hold on. And that's a good starting point, a very good starting point. Another thing I have noticed it, I have uh, uh, somehow had... Uh, in the last few years, a lot of contact with what the older devotees say, uh, called second generation the, uh, devotees. And uh, I have seen they were born into Krishna consciousness and did everything 
automatically like like babies you know babies are, are, are they they adopt uh, uh, how do you say they adopt the behavior of the grown ups yeah mm, it's it's clear if you uh, if you put a human being amongst wolves and there are these wolves children wolf children these are children who were neglected by their parents because the parents were too poor or did not really wish to have them and and so on but if they grow up amongst wolves they adopt the behavior of wolves in bengal there are these famous wolves girls these are little girls even when they were 14 15 years old their chests were covered with hair um, and they howled to the moon um, because of the um, association so so this works also in a good way to some for some time when you are with devotees as a child you adopt all this but there comes this one point where you have to start your own engine it's almost like a car it is moved by others you know when the igni ignition doesn't function the how do you say this word Ign ignition ignite ignition yeah yeah it doesn't work you can you can uh, push it with maybe 10 people so in the same way many of us uh, the younger people are pushed by the environment and they move on and they do everything according to the social group they do what is chic what is to be done there but at one stage the they have to jump start their spurt life in other words yeah. they have to be self actual uh, uh, motivated they have to be self uh, 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 self activated uh, and so on there are many reasons why we lose our taste i don't want to speak here in detail about the sad reason that is that we create uh, that that our disappointment forms into a type of negativity and then mm. we cannot take responsibility for our miserable state of mind and we try to project the faults into the exterior world and try to see it in, in, in others and then we create apparatus let's not even talk about it it's such a uh, we, and it's so right. sad that devotees sometimes get into this. Uh, many reasons what to do. Ramanujacharya says, if uh, every other process has failed, then do one thing and one thing only stay with advanced devotees and that has an influence we we know that mahaprabhu took uh, two principles from ramanujacharya and one was the service of devotees and ramanujacharya made this statement i have seen miracles uh, happening to uh, people who felt sad and disappointed in their spiritual life and who had come into strong association devotees who were affectionate to them who were um, sharing freely 
Krishna consciousness with them and so on. So, so mm. oh, I could talk a, for a long list, but yes. let's keep it here sure. uh, uh, in this. When you feel discouraged, it is unfortunately natural. Mm. Welcome to the club. Right. It's not so easy to get to go into the transformation, and you have to go deep enough. But uh, there should be no reason to give up the process. Just find out what could work for you. Mm. Discover your glowing yes again. And there's Krishna consciousness. There's so much. I mean, there's so much things you can do. I mean, th this is unlimited. You can, whatever you like, practically, I mean, there are a few things which I, I don't can think of. I can't think of them at the moment, but I can, maybe some sinful activities. But you can do so much. You can be so creative. I was here, uh, just we had a guest, a dear guest, Raghunath Prabhu, who had this, who started this group, Youth of Today, today. and uh, uh, we we just um, had. He gave wonderful programs in Berlin, and we had a wonderful time together with Kostuba. They were giving wisdom of the sages um, programs from here, from our little ashram. And one evening, after we had eaten sufficiently, uh, we decided, uh, let, let the shelter times be <laughs> revived. And there was, uh, we were in, in our castle, you have visited the Dharma castle, and there's a big projector, so we saw the, we saw a shelter concert. Wow. And I could, could see Raghunath was jumping so high and so acrobatically and singing with sufficient vocal strength uh, and uh, and and they were playing the guitar and all this energy this male energy and <laughs> let's not get into psychological details here all was flowing into the music and uh, people were so inspired they jumped into the audience so you could you can even be a loud person <laughs> and engage that in, in, in Krishna consciousness. The, the texts were very spiritual and what they said in between. So I think there is a place for everyone in, in this because we believe, this, here comes some good philosophy, the materialist looks at the world trying to enjoy it. Right. Try the jnani and yogi looks away from the world because he feels, my God, this is an entanglement, this is da dangerous. But the bhakta doesn't squeeze the world for enjoyment, nor is he afraid of the world and looks away from it. He engages the world in Krishna's service. He looks, in other words, beyond these two uh, concepts of mm. karma and jnana, philosophically speaking. And uh, for, for me personally, Maharaj, I feel that when I'm critical of other devotees, that's when I feel the most uninspired. And how would you, after 50 years of Krishna consciousness, you've seen from the very beginning during Prabhupada's time till now how things have 
changed in a good way, sometimes in a bad way. How do you stay away from that critical mentality? Sometimes it devotees can also get on your nerves. <laughs> <laughs> the biochemical uh, connection is they just get you there where your ego is, and ah, oh, and the. And some devotees make terrible mistakes also, mm. objectively speaking. Yes. Uh, Namrasa, I think like this. I try to see whatever is good there. They try the spiritual, uh, on the spiritual path, their level best. But they may have their, their conditioned nature which pulls them in a total opposite way. And they may, str so I try to see the way God will see them. <laughs> I'm trying, trying, trying. Um, that whatever is good, that is accepted. Even as there are two, two devotees speaking about Krishna, one devotee. This comes in Jiva Goswami's writing. Asked, Why do you like Krishna so much? Well, the other devotee says, well, he sees the smallest good thing and magnifies it. And even when there is an ocean of offense, he does not uh, see that. That is spiritual vision. Material vision is... We see the, the, the mistakes and the, the problems, but spiritual yeah. vision is to try. And I remember I was once in a, you know, when, when we go to conferences uh, and we are invited as a speaker, there are speakers before and after. So there was one, one Christian um, monk, he had, or, or, or was it a, a father? A father more who had just come from, uh, I think it was Algeria, and he he told us a story um, about uh, one of the uh, monks. This monk was found with a throat that was cut and he had bled to death. To death. Um, so he said, uh, those... Monks who lived in the who were in the desert trying to help the Bedouins and so on, they were often the object of the attack of attack of uh, religious fundamental fundamentalism. You know the Arabic uh, religions, uh, and uh, this particular monk knew because some of his brothers had been. Uh, slaughtered or shot or tortured even, that most properly uh, his murderer was on, on the way to him. Uh, so he was right. He was found uh, with a throat, with a cut throat in his body. There were wounds also on the body. But next to him they found, they found a letter. And the letter said, I pray to the Lord whom both me and my killer worship, that he uh, gives me the strength to see also um, this man of my last hour 
with the same eyes as he sees both of us, the equal eye. He was praying oh, for God okay. to this vision. Now, now I admit this is this is a high state of almost sainthood, and we yeah. we we should not always give the highest example, so, which may not be relevant for our level. But I have two visions when 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 uh, devotees get on my nerves. Mm. Uh, first is I try to see the way Krishna sees. They're trying, there is a, they have become devotees. They see uh, things differently than me. Somehow I may have gotten on their nerves. And now, uh, but let us not quarrel like materialists, as if we have, had never heard about spiritual life, you know. Uh, if that doesn't work, and I'm still totally upset, then I go to the last <laughs> bottom line. I think every human being is acting according to data. A little bit like the computer which you use. When you press some buttons, a certain program comes up, mm, Zoom or, or, or other programs, Google, or I'm not so expert, uh, but you know, certain programs come up. Sure. And when your desired program doesn't come up, you don't bash the book, the computer. You know, he's just, there are some processes and somehow now the, the, the wrong program has come up. Maybe in a program which you don't really want to see because it is violence or something which you really, or, or anything which you don't want to see, but you don't smash the computer. It's the program which which works, and and, like and uh, so so on. So so that is the last thing you know. When when I can't when when it gets so much on my nerves, and it does happen, you know. The the sometimes one is misunderstood, or the institution in the in the hectic of of doing things is not considering the more subtle points and bulldozes over something uh, and and uh, others feel hurt you feel hurt and and so on then you, you just understand that well there this is a machinery which works now according to the data which are there mm. change the data then the ma machinery might change mm. if it is open <laughs> some, i really some, <laughs> I really love that analogy about the computer. It's whatever the data is coming through. And if it you don't smash the computer when something that comes up that's not according to your liking. <laughs> I, I really like that. It's, I appreciate that because I feel like I can do that sometimes. Um, going back to the, um, uh, the transformation, how do we transform into our spiritual identity? This is kind of a... This is a larger topic for sure, but maybe you can touch on that a little. Yes, yes, yes. Everyone, it is such a pleasure to be here, and uh, I hope we're so happy. <laughs> I hope I say everything in good English. Um, yes, please perfect. Excuse my mother tongue is German, so uh, um, uh, here, uh, yeah, um, Prabhupada indicates this in the Bhagavad Gita. Mm, mm, 
and I have studied this along a lot. Uh, there is a verse uh, you will like to he hear it. Um, I even brought my little orchestra for you. Oh, great. Apyasa yoga yuktena cetasa nanyagamina Paramang Purusham Divyam Jati Patanuchintayam. It comes in the eighth chapter, it's text eight. He who meditates on me as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, his mind constantly engaged in remembering me. Undeviated from the path, he or Pata is sure to reach me. So it's about someone who practices Smaranam. He meditates about the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and his mind is remembering Krishna, his pastimes, how he looks, his form, his qualities like his mercy, his compassion his gratitude towards any little service which is rendered like this, and he and who becomes steady on this, he's undeviated on the path, is sure to reach me. Now, there is a very interesting purport. Mm. Mm. Prabhupada says the mind is fickle, and therefore it is necessary to engage the mind by force. <laughs> to think of Krishna. One example often given is that of the caterpillar that thinks of becoming a butterfly and so is transformed into a butterfly in the same life. Similarly, if we constantly think of Krishna it is certain that at the end of our lives we shall have the same bodily constitution as Krishna. It's a spiritual body in which we are and in which we associate with Krishna. So, mm, mm, uh, this of course is an area in our movement which uh, edges on things, on, on practices like Raganuga Bhakti. Uh, it is an area which, uh, for those who are informed, uh, 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 is uh, concerned with our spiritual identity, which is different from this physical body. It is a, a, a spiritual feminine, a feminine nine existence in many cases uh, at least for those who follow Rupa Goswami mm, mm, uh, this is totally different from a male body but also female body and a, or male mentality and a female mentality it is a mentality which is totally pervaded uh, with the desire to, to serve uh, in 
in a way which is foreign to the conditioned soul. There is not a little amount of selfishness even there. So, yeah, so how do we come to this? Mm. In our movement, there is a lot of stress at the moment on the holy name, which uh, purifies the mirror of the mind by its activities and brings out the spiritual desires which are there. And uh, this is so praiseworthy. Everywhere now you find when devotees meet, eventually they will say, let's, let's sing a little kirtan. And there are big kirtan events, there are smaller kirtan events. Um, uh, kirtan uh, takes really the first place of sadhana in our movement. And I think that is correct. Mahaprabhu was not known as the incarnation who gave japa, who taught japa, but kirtan, he was doing the instead he's the kirtan acharya um, and so on. So a lot, our movement has really caught on onto this. There are courses, there are retreats all over the world. I would like to say something, uh, add something to this, which I feel is extremely important. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur said uh, that uh, just like Krishna is never alone but comes with his own Shakti, Shimati Radharani, the holy name is never alone. What? Not? Not? No? No? It comes with Krishna Kata. And uh, this Krishna Kata will give us an understanding about this one thing that makes uh, all the difference between shadow spiritual life and real spiritual life. That is Sambandha, chanting with a relationship with Krishna. If you hear about Krishna, in the third canto, Prabhupada says, Krishna Kata uh, is saving the world. It is compulsory. If you don't hear about Krishna, you will stay in the material world. He's very, very strong on this. Mm -hmm. uh, because holy name must can only work if you chant. I mean, it works always. But it can only work in giving you your spiritual identity your Swarup, when you chant with an awareness of Krishna. And from this awareness of Krishna, uh, your natural incarnation, which is covered at the moment, um, uh, which is to serve the Lord with love, um, and, and that will go into these five rasas, uh, that will come. But if you don't hear about Krishna, you don't really know who Krishna is. What do you What do you mean? Sorry to interrupt you. What do you mean by awareness of Krishna? Exactly. What does that mean? Awareness of Krishna is uh, very uh, uh, is uh, you think of him. You are aware of what he does mm. during this time of the day. 
isn't it if I'm interested in someone and I want to make a relationship, yeah. I will think, what is he doing at the time of the... For instance, I would not phone you when it's uh, nine o'clock uh, in the morning because I know you will are in America and there's a time difference. Most probably you will be sleeping at, uh, and I wouldn't like to disturb your rest and you will be hazy in the mind and you cannot do the Namrasa podcast and you <laughs> cannot focus. <laughs> so I, I need to know if I'm interested in someone really, what are they doing? Yeah. Uh, how, how is their, their quality? What do they like? What do they think? And so on. And as a devotee begins to hear regularly, he will practice he will be able to practice the first rung on the line of smaranam or meditating or remembering Krishna. And that is to, to bring Krishna into the mind by remembering, wow, I read this in the Krishna book. Ooh, uh, this, this situation in life reminds me of this. And soon, as you start this flow, that as you start to break through the them, so to say, the water of Krishna uh, thought will come more and more. That's why Krishna says, Man mana, always think of me. It's, it's so crucial. It's so important. And if you do, now, you can think of Krishna when you have a pure mind. And for that, you need the holy name. If you, the holy name purifies the mind, and then you think, what do we think about in life? Well, the drunkard who will think of wine will think of whiskey. What, where is it? What is the price? Uh, and what is the uh, what works faster? Russian vodka or, or I'm not an expert. Scottish <laughs> gin, maybe also, and so on. He will his. We always the mind can be shaped, and it will always try to find the exact shape in which it is. When it is shaped for whiskey, it will want to find whiskey or so on a sexually very active person and attached person will, when he, when he sees any woman, he will think in those terms uh, about the encounter. Um, and uh, you have to uh, see, the mind is a tricky thing, and by Krishna Kata, you shape it, uh, and it will want to hear more about Krishna. Mm. Uh, by by other things, uh, some of you may, I mean, most of you may be quite experienced in Hollywood movies, and you know, you see one, and th this was quite interesting and stimulating. Let me see something in that genre, a detective move, movie where he goes after the sinful person and he finds <laughs> everything uh, uh, and he g gets him in the end. Uh, yes, because your mind is shaped in the detective movie uh, idea. And others will see maybe documentary, scientific documentary. I like to figure this more out. Let me go there. Uh, so by hearing about Krishna, the natural inclination starts and it will go more and more and more until you don't need to bring anything um, into your mind by your own effort. 
but it starts to flow and uh, and uh, so but only when you chant the holy name that remains the basis you... i feel very much um, please believe me i have what to do i'm from such a family i'm a little curious about vaishnav sadhas sadhanas i've studied uh, what is there in the vaishnava world and you know iskon is not only the only vaishnava movement there are many vaishnava move, movements and many ideas um, and uh, all of them have shastras they can argue or, or let us say substantiate their points uh, nicely and so on but i always have seen these two things Uh, chanting and hearing the Bhagavatam, it's what Prabhupada gave. And this process is very much in line with, uh, if you study the Sandabas of Jiva Goswami and so on, it is not an invented process. I'm, I'm very happy with this. Mm. Yeah. It seems that chant it's not just chanting it's chanting with absorption as you mentioned and we can go our lives you know i'm i'm you know i can say maharaj i'm doing okay i'm i'm doing my schnick schnick ram ram i'm kind of going on with life and things are good for me but that chanting with absorption is a, is a whole different thing i feel How, what are what are characteristics of absorption in chanting A characteristic of absorption is that your mind really becomes avish. It becomes so much connected with the subject that it is really, um, uh, it, it's, it's really one. I, let me give you an example. I, uh, during, uh, I have spoken a lot during this, not so much, but I've spoken in the conference uh, today and then with with some people outside and I decided to have this is ginger tea and I put it into water and into this hot tea and and somehow the water has absorbed the ginger taste and it's very good for oiling the voice and and so on right. so uh, absorption means just that you take on the qualities this water is still water but we call it now tea because it has absorbed the ginger uh, uh, quality. So in the same way, you absorb your mind in Krishna. What, how, how to do it? You just, well, uh, it's very, uh, this is my subject. I could go on for hours, but yes. to make it really, uh, you know, subject in the sense that I write books about it and give yes. retreats and so on. But, um, well, an easy path to absorption is you first uh, go into a disturbance-free environment. You need the disturbance-free environment. <laughs> you need to put your mobile telephone for the time being onto the unavailable mood mode <laughs> and then But the kids also in unavailable <laughs> mode also yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then then you then the next thing is the mind first you start mm. with the body the body is lazy ah it has this lazy ah, i just like to sit and hang out and i like to look at the 
kids while I'm chanting or, or <laughs> something interesting. And maybe at the time I can just take a little of that cake, you know, just to keep me inspired <laughs> and so on. But the body's lazy. You have to somehow bring the body to a peaceful, undisturbed situation. Mm. Somehow. Then the next thing, we go deeper now. This is only the exterior. Then the mind. What you do with the mind is you pull it always back, like Krishna says in the Gita, from wherever it goes due to its restless nature and bring it to the name. When I'm telling devotees, when you see that your mind has uh, started roaming, God, congratulations. Let me shake your hand. You have seen now that the mind has wandered. Uh, it, it is most of the time absent-minded or in its moods or, or in its hectic, uh, hectic uh, state. You have now noticed this. So bring it back to the sound of the holy name and learn this thing of being fully there in the present moment. In the mm. present moment, you chant. You don't work. You don't um, send voice messages or any other messages. This is now the time, uh, your time with Krishna. So bring your mind back in the present. It's a when you learn this namrasa, or uh, I think you know. But if other, if we we learn this, we will have the side effect of presence. People will notice it, that he is not a distracted person. He is present and his mind works in his favor. And the last thing is the heart. You have to chant with devotion. Uh, uh, now, Haridas Thakur says something very interesting about absorption. He says, no one in this world can control the restless mind. It's stronger than us. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, no, this is only possible by your mercy. Therefore, it behooves me that I pray for your mercy so that I can control this mind. Mm -hmm. This is what I do. Uh, um, maybe it will help you. When I chant in the morning, uh, I say, this is my time now. There's so many things in the day. If I don't chant now, I will not have the time to do it at any other time. So let me be totally present. I air out the room uh, so that there's enough oxygen I, in order to collect myself a little bit, to collect you know, to, to pacify the constant thought traffic up there. <laughs> I do a few breathes, breathings. Um, then I look at the deities. Uh, or when I'm traveling, I'm looking at a picture uh, of the deities. There's Prabhupada always, um, because we want to chant in the presence of a pure of the pure devotee. And there's Radha and Krishna. And then there's Nishingadev to so I request him to take the obstacles which are there away. And then I chant and I always only do one thing. I bring the mind back and I try to chant with some devotion. 
Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvati Thakur tells us the perfection of mantra chanting can be attained when you keep the mantra in the heart and uh, at the same time bring the mind back whenever it wanders to material thoughts as it will as it will uh, so then then one chants with absorption but really you can chant for light years if your mind is always somewhere else right you will not find find any taste you, you will feel it is difficult for you um, but when you have this uh, absorption um, then you will like it and and sometimes you when you are trying but it doesn't work just stop and say my dear lord i'm trying but yeah modern mind what to do please uh, uh, help me and then you pray and then oh, it is it is something else it is so wonderful you end shadow, shadow chanting to mm. chant with absorption i will only give one tip here chant in a relationship with krishna this is not a mechanical process this is not what you do to get an initiation uh, and a new name this is not what you do because everyone else does it this is not what you do in order to get your breakfast this is something uh, where you practice a relationship with krishna who has mercifully come as a holy name a question a question on that maharaj for for me is that i feel sometimes that my relationship with krishna may be a little damaged from my from my part in the sense of maybe i feel like i neglect him sometimes and maybe sometimes i feel i give him attention so there's that kind of i don't feel that you know when you when it's with a normal person you feel okay you can't just neglect someone for a long time and then immediately you'll be like oh i have a really good relationship with that person there's this kind of back and forth of of acceptance and kind of neglect i feel sometimes with my relationship with krishna so how do we kind of make that more stabilized so we can have that 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 we can chant with that kind of relationship when that relationship is damaged i feel like yeah 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 that's the problem we the, the relationship is damaged and we are the only ones who bear here the responsibility krishna right. wants <laughs> but we are um i have noted over the years that krishna when someone sincerely turns to him is immediately there there's this prayer in the chaitanya charitamrita um, krishna say tomar it uh, says krishna uh, since so many long years in this material world i have totally neglected and ignored you mm. but today i'm turning to you as your sincere and serious servant please accept me it's a beautiful prayer uh, 
it has a lot of philosophical connotations in it. It, it resembles the famous Brahma Sambandha uh, mantra of the Vallabha Sampradaya and um, the Buddha Shruti prayers of our Sampradaya. Mm. Krishna, you know, with a normal person, when you neglect the relationship, or versa still, you do something that is maybe hurtful, Mm -hmm. You can't come back just like this. It is not possible. Uh, the person will ignore you and say, "It's not. I'm. You have. I have a little honor in my heart. I can't just now open up um, after all you did and said and and yeah. so on." But Krishna is really different. He values very much this uh, turning point. The Vaishnava world has grieved a few months ago when uh, Pankajangri Prabhu, one of the two twin brothers who does this who did this Pujari service for so long, when he left his body so suddenly. And I uh, remember once I was driving with Pankajangri Prabhu to some some summer festival in, in south of France. And uh, I told him, uh, I revealed my heart, you know, it was a long drive. And I said, Pangajangi Prabhu, I'm, I'm very doubtful of one thing, and this doubt creates some pain in my heart. I just can't imagine that Krishna, who is so absolutely transcendental, who's absorbed in his Leela, who's beyond the Brahman, will take care of a conditioned soul like me, who's still with, with a mind, uh, and uh, so on. And uh, Bankajangi thought about the question for some time. He, we 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 were driving in the car, so we said, let us chant around, and then I will uh, give you an answer I sincerely feel about. And uh, after some this time, he said to me, when a material parent is uh, seeing how their little children are running towards them to catch their attention, and on the way, they quarrel, they, they elbow each other, and one of them passes stool in the midst of the running that, that happens, uh, and it is uh, whoof, whoof, smelling intensely. The parent will like the children anyways and accept the children anyways because they're sincerely running despite their quarreling amongst themselves and, and uh, you know, doing all kinds of unusual activities um, the children sometimes do, because they understand. So if the su Supreme Father, uh, Krishna describe, describes himself as a father and the mother of all creatures, sees someone is sincerely turning, then it it works, but you have to be, just be sincere. Mm -hmm. Prabhupada once was asked, uh, 
how long does it take to become Krishna conscious? And he said, it may not happen after many lifetimes, but it can happen in one second. It depends on the sincerity of purpose. The, the word sincerity is very interesting. Mm. Uh, it comes from the Latin word sine sera. Sine sera, sine means without and sera means vox, you know, like candle vox. Mm. When the Roman Empire just expanded and exploded due to their intensely effective military techniques, they are the marble industry in Italy went up like anything because everyone could uh, uh, have an amazing and fast career in the Roman army and they got a lot of money and then they wanted to build a villa and the preferred uh, building material was marble. So then so much demand came up because it really expanded. You can read in history books. Mm. Uh, and the marble industry started to cheat. They had not such good blocks of marble, but they put some wax on the on the tooth. It's almost like when your teeth are rotten and you stick some wax there and you put a little whitish thing there and, <laughs> and your smile looks very Hollywood-like. Uh, <laughs> but it's cheating when you... When after some time, you know, the, 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 these, uh, whatever you put in there, it will fall out and uh, right. you, you, you look like uh, a monster in the mouse. You know? so, so, so the marble industry did just like that. They took uh, deformed marble blocks, put some wax, but this would not work when the hot Italian summer sun came and they, they all this melted and it looked really, ah, tense class marble. So the, the Roman Senate had to discuss this and they made this law, without vox, you know, if you put vox there, then they had some punishment, I forgot, some, some heavy punishment, you know. Wow. So, so, we sincerity means first of all be honest look at your situation as it is you don't need to put on a false facade krishna looks anyways at you be honest and when there is something that needs improvement pray for help and so on and that type of sincerity will uh, will melt krishna's heart Lord Chaitanya is known as Patita Pavana, the deliverer of the foreign. Prabhupada says this. He's known as Patita Pavana, not as Kapata Pavana, the, the, the um, uh, savior of the pretenders. He's not known like this. He's Patita. So it doesn't help. It, it is not bad to be Patita. Do you know, Namras, all the goddesses have their Vahana. Mm. Uh, the carrier. Lord Vishnu comes on Garuda, that we know. Shivaji comes riding on Nandi, the bull. Ganga Mai comes on a white crocodile. Mm. Parvati, I believe, comes on a lion, sometimes tiger. Yes. Right. 
What is the carrier of the beautiful goddess of bhakti? That's a very good question. Uh, I didn't know. The I also didn't know, but it's you will it will make immediately sense. It's the humility of the devotee. When wow. a devotee is humble, he, the, this humility has to be supplied by the devotee himself. This carrier, I wanted to say, has to be supplied by the devotee. And then Bhakti Devi comes riding on that beautiful carrier right into the heart of uh, any Bhakta uh, who is uh, humble wow. and, and then you they, they feel feel enlivened and inspired they uh, their their natural desire to be of service and please the lord is is manifesting because the heart is just purified from these external obstacles and this is very good yeah humility is very important i love that about bhakti devi C carrier is on the humility of the devotee. Amazing. I love that. Um, Maharaj, maybe we can go into now talking a little bit about why do you go to Vrindavan on an annual uh, holy name retreat or marathon? And you've been doing that for many years now. What has what part has that played in, in, in transformation in your life and in the life of what you've seen others that you've helped? Yeah, I... I told you that in 25 years ago I, I was not satisfied I thought nothing has really happened inside of me not not much at, uh, at least and I thought how can I really uh, change this and I uh, discovered at that time the second time the holy name the second time because I learned I had to chant with absorption and, and I felt mm, it's good maybe to place to, to change the place in Europe I'm super active as a preacher now in pandemic times I have tried to to present things in the on the online I'm I'm like this this is my service to Prabhupada and uh, it may be easier for me to stop everything and just focus on the holy name um, in Vrindavan. So I've started to go there. I uh, looked for places where I was um, undisturbed. I always took a servant with me who would, um, or an assistant who would cook and do take care of everything around and then uh, went for one month on this and uh, I'm very honest I think I owe a lot to chanting in this very favorable atmosphere of Vindavan where even the dust it, it says can give you love of God and it's, it's not like Hyderabad dust says Prabhupada or on <laughs> Germany dust or so on it's dust Krishna walked with his feet and the love uh, which he felt uh, sipped or came through the feet. It comes, uh, Krishna's love comes through the flute and he plays the flute the, and uh, various devotees hear it differently. 
the gopis hear it come 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 and uh, uh, but it also krishna's love uh, uh, comes through his feet and is imprinted on the dust of vrindavan and i i uh, can only say it did so much it changed so much and the most important change which i could see was that i started to think krishna centered and not so much ego centered i remember one awaken uh, one wake up call you know i had done a, a govardhan parikrama it was easy and mm, mm, I usually in the evening do the Damodarashtakam, where I offer a light to Lord Damodar, and I was still a little away from uh, my place. So I um, offered a little light to Giriraj Govardhan, uh, knowing that he is non different from Lord Krishna. Um, I offered and I sing my Damodarashtaka prayer to this uh, ist to this devata and uh, then afterwards I, i you know i've learned that it's not good to extinguish a sacred uh, fire you let it burn until it naturally comes to the end so i put the givik on one of the giriraj stones uh, 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 shilas you know big big shilas are there Mm. And I uh, I continued mm, with the parikama. Then all of a sudden, from the darkness, a little girl came and started to really attack me and beat me. And I thought, yes, they 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 are very poor, so they. So they need Lakshmi or or, or 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 you know anything and I you know you you you, you I, I just held her like this and said and uh is not good you can't do this and so on uh, but she was furious And, and 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 I just thought it rubies. What do you want rubies? Or what is the no nay rubies, no rubies, no rubies. And then then, then she started to scream at me, Mook, 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 fool, fool, fool. I, I thought, well, well, I will what to do, you know, I will not be aggressive. This is a bridge party, you know, so And then she pulled me um, uh, to the place where I had placed the Givik and showed it and said, Giriraj, uh, mm, uh, Madhu, very sweet, very sweet. Mm, what is it? Uh, deep, very hot, hot. You know, he, she first said the Hindi word. I didn't understand what she wanted. Hot, hot, hot. So I was burning the Lord whom I worshipped. That's what, what her message was to me. Wow. And she was really surprised uh, to see that in 
insensitivity in me. And you know, when this happens to you, and it happens in the holy land of Brindavan, you think, why didn't I see that? You know, just, yes, yes, yes. This, she's absolutely correct. And I, I paid my obeisances to Srila Prabhupada and I said, oh, yes, I thank for this lesson. And these are things which happen. There are many such things which happen uh, like like this. And, and you just become something in you changes. I will tell you another thing. I was chanting under this particular tree where it said Madhavendra Puri chanted and a long time was there and it was hot and then a, a nice pleasant rainfall started and, and for a moment I thought, oh, thank you, my Lord, that you do some refreshment here, send some refreshment. When I would look, when I looked up, it was a monkey who was aiming his pipe at me and uh, <laughs> urinated at me. And you, you know, monkey urine, ah, oh, and it's very hard to get that out of the cloth. Uh, oh my God. And I was just so, I felt just so angry that I lost it. I, I, I just got a brick. Or uh, not a whole brick, uh, some some part of a brick, and start, wanted to hurl it at that monkey. So at that moment, one one sadhu who had seen the whole thing came to me and said, "I have umbrella," <laughs> <laughs> thinking that why should we harm a resident of Vindavan? You know, they 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 were first here, and most probably I was at the spot or whatever. Uh, 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 I have umbrella, and and he brought me this black umbrella, and I here I'm sitting, and there's still some sound on the umbrella, <laughs> and. And I begin to think, well, this is a more this is a more sattvic way of dealing with with this problem. Right. <laughs> and and many of such things begin to to change your paradigms. You know how you mm. perceive the world and how you react towards the world. And uh, therefore, I owe Vindavan a lot. The classroom of Vindavan is not always very very. Uh, gentle, you also get very heavy lessons there. Uh, uh, I told you the the easy digestible lessons, but there are other lessons. But whatever it is, Prabodhananda um, uh, Saraswati says, Vindavan, you are like my mother. You take me on the lap, uh, like you take a little child on the lap, and uh, things happen. Uh, very, very ni nice. Uh, then Bujan Prabhu came to uh, came with whom I'm friend. He said, "Why don't we start a retreat so that devotees can also uh, hear about Krishna and chant about Krishna in the holy land of Vindavan?" And we started. We uh, 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 our listeners will like this. We started in the forest. Uh, it's just after Jatipur on the way to uh, Govardhan town, and we 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 went under the barbed wire, and then we went to this tree to these trees, and we just uh, 
uh, did uh, Shravanam Kirtanam there in that sanctified atmosphere. And from this initial, we had like 24 participants, really is a small number. And from this initial group, the, the group expanded. We have now 450, sometimes more, uh, because not everyone needs to register. Some can come on a daily level from Vindavan. And uh, we and Giriyaj gave us a beautiful retreat center. We, bought, we, we built a beautiful retreat center just uh, next to Giriraj, where devotees who want to uh, go a little bit deeper in their spiritual life can go. There are seminars, but there are also rooms where they can just, I think in America we would say, chill out uh, and, 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 but, and, and then read and chant in that beautiful atmosphere. It is wow. not yet open because the pandemic came in between, but mm. uh, I heard uh, theoretically we could open it this year, but we will wait another year because things are still a little uncertain. So, so sure. from that first Nam Seva, which I did in Vindavan, other seva has come uh, where I can now try to serve the international devotee community with uh, well-prepared seminars on, on mostly of Goswami books uh, and uh, going a little bit deeper than one can do in, sure. a, in the podcast and so on. Mm -hmm. Usually, Maharaj, we take uh, questions, but it's I, I want to be mindful of your time. So I'd like to now just uh, ask you if you could give us some parting words uh, for this topic, spiritual transformation. First of all, I want to encourage all of us, all of our listeners, it is possible to experience the gifts of bhakti. It is possible. Uh, and uh, it just requires a little faith. Even if your faith has been broken uh, thousands of times and then again. Uh, but uh, this is a process um, which has been given uh, in an ancient tradition, the Brahma Madhva Sampradaya. And just the fact that it is around and that there is such a good, why sh the, that there's so much interest in this, in the world, and, in the, and we have such a nice devotee community all over the world. Sometimes also problematic devotee community, but I don't really make a difference. You know, human beings have always been human beings. And sometimes, yes, there's problems, so it needs to be solved. So now I want to give faith to all of you. Please try to sincerely work on your spiritual life. And it's so easy. Just any real chanting and any little, uh, um, let us see, hearing about Krishna will call this uh, Bhakti Devi with her Bhakti Shakti into the heart. And then everything is, is, is done, even despite of you. It's just like, like uh, 
Prabhupada's example of putting iron into the fire right. and it absorbs the fiery quality. Just keep it in the fire, don't take it out. And after some time it is red, hot and glowing. This Thank is you. my little, uh, little, a few words of uh, encouragement. It was a pleasure. I, I hope you've, uh, the listeners have some benefit from uh, here. I do know on your uh, podcast, we often discuss subjects of uh, interest. Uh, uh, and sometimes there are also slightly controversial subjects in the sense that there are many different opinions. And I think that's very important to create a forum where this is discussed. And this time, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I am what, my, what I am. I can only talk on these subjects. Thank you. Uh, so I've uh, tried. But thank you very much for guiding us so nicely through the interview. It was a genuine pleasure. And I hope to see you and, and give you a, a warm embrace. You know? Oh, thank you, Maharaj. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, there was about 160 people watching at one point through all of our, our platforms, so it was very well attended. And thank you so much. I personally, I always say this, but I personally am very selfish when I do these interviews because I get to associate with the devotees like yourself when I do these interviews. And I feel so enlivened uh, to hear about Krishna and about the holy name from you, particularly today. Um, and I'd like to also say, if you want to follow, for our listeners, if you'd like to follow His Holiness uh, Sachinandan Maharaj, you can follow him on Instagram. He has his team that runs his Instagram account. It's uh, The handle is there, Sachinandan Swami Official. You can follow it on, on Instagram. There's a lot of great content that's put out there, also on Facebook as well. Um, so thank you again, Maharaj, so much for, for joining us. It was really wonderful. Next week, we will be having, uh, on Sunday, His Holiness Giriraj Swami will be joining us. We have a kind of a Swami theme uh, in the, uh, a little bit. So Maharaj will be coming on and be talking about his new book that he wrote and it just came out and also a little bit about his experiences in Krishna consciousness as well. Really looking forward to that. Uh, Maharaj, if you could please stay on, I'm going to turn off the live. Thank you again, everyone, for listening. Have a great... Uh... Yes, Maharaj. Uh, one thing before you go, there's someone who wants to say goodbye to everyone. Uh, this is uh, Gaur Krishna. Hi, well, um, Gaur Krishna <laughs> For those who don't know him, he's a wonderful Kirtaniya and wonderful assistant of, of Maharaj. <laughs> Jai, Jai, Krishna. Thank you for the podcast now. <laughs> yes, no problem. It was so wonderful. Let me turn off the live and we will talk for just a few minutes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Hare Krishna, everyone. Thank you for listening. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna.